It's 2001. The Tower of Pisa is reopened after 11 years and $27 million spent to fortify it without correcting its lean. George W. Bush is sworn in as President of the United States, and in September, the deadliest terrorist attack in history is carried out, killing almost 3,000 people in New York City. Robert Tools receives the first artificial heart in a groundbreaking operation. Microsoft launches Xbox. Apple launches iTunes. The Internet launches Wikipedia. Can these podcast hosts and their guest edit publicly available information to create a factually questionable article or song or whatever? This is Frankenstein's Jukebox. Excellent job. Thank you. No Thank notes you. except for I've now changed it to yes on the Wikipedia. Perfect. Hello, James. Hello. Hello, hello. How are you on this fine evening? I'm doing well. I've been doing some nostalgic Spotify shuffle listening this evening. Nice. Yeah. To lots of songs I would have said blech in 2001, too. So Fair. Yeah. It's just Fair. a thing, you know. We all grow. Yeah. We all grow and we learn. We grow and we learn. Yeah. And realize that, yes, it can get worse than Destiny's Child and Sync. Much worse. Much, much worse. Much, much worse. <laughs> yeah, I haven't done a lot of nostalgic listening today. I'm going to, after doing the research that I was doing to make sure I was getting the best honorable monsters that I could. Yes. And I was like, oh, dang. Oh, dang. Oh, dang. For so, sure, for sure. But we'll get into that in just a little bit. Ooh. Hey, James. Oh, hey. Do, do you see that other person that's in the studio with us? Is that just me? Am I hallucinating? <laughs> that was uh, a very jarring experience. Not unlike Jeepers Creepers maybe came out in 2001. I'm not sure. Maybe that was 2002. Anyways. Um, Jeepers Ooh, I want to say that was earlier than that. I think it was in the... No, it was 2001. Boom. Bazam. Show me movies I went to in college. 50-50 chance. Love it. Well done. Thanks. Anyway, standing in the, in the cornfield that is our studio is mm. our guest today, Colin Parker. Hello, Colin. Hello, I've been here the whole time. Um, I've just been waiting for 2001. Malik, yes, it's been standing in the studio the entire time. Oh. It's been it's been weird. Yeah, he's just standing. Colin, there. how are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing well. I I I feel like we're getting close to Halloween. So uh, at the time of recording, sorry, I'm I'm not sure if I'm supposed to date this or not. But I'm yeah, feeling I'm feeling like I'm getting closer to like my peak goblin time. My mm. goblin hours. Mm-hmm. Were you gobbling the candy up? Huh. Yeah, I mean, well, that was kind of where I was going to go. But yeah, uh, Ooh, but, I, oh, okay. but I also feel like, you know, 
I can't wait another week so that I can be like, Colin's on sabbatical, honey, and just be like, I'm just like eating all my candy and yeah. not answering the door. I'm going to turn off all the lights. I'm going to watch Werewolf by Night and just oh. eat all the candy. Mm-hmm. And then every kid can just, you know, go kick rocks mm-hmm. at your house. That's my that's it. my hot take about kids. I love it. At this, your house. this episode will be coming out in November. Mm-hmm. So at this point, I will have eaten the candy, just so you're aware. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Dear listener. But uh, let's let me let's just real quick talk about everyone's October and Halloween plans. October is my entire like the entire month of October is my peak goblin times. It is the time of the year when I am at my strongest. You know that TikTok trend that like every girl, every like straight girl claims that their boyfriend definitely picked out these things for them. Where it's like that, and they put all those pictures really quickly, and it's like, if I was a, you know, season, what would oh, I yes. be? Oh yes, sure, sure. You know sure, what I'm talking yes, about? Yes. Uh, I've seen those I and don't, then skip but past I believe it, but yeah, you. Sure. Yeah, I, I skip them every time because they they I look awful. And I think right. I watched the very first one I ever watched was enough for me, and mm-hmm. it was one where I went, he didn't say those things. You know what I mean? Like they, right. I was like, there's no way that like that guy that is glued to the Ravens game on the TV instead of mm. actually paying attention to the TikTok you're making went, mm. yeah, you're definitely a quartzel topaz or something. I don't know. I'm making up a crystal or something, but like, you know, just something just randomly throwing something out. And she's like, yeah, I definitely am. But anyway, my whole point though, is that if I were to make one of those for mm. Daniel mm. straight up, if it was like, what season are you? I would for sure just say Halloween, not fall. Oh, okay. I'd say your season is like Halloween season is your Kind of like people claim that all of winter, essentially, or, well, all of December or whatever, is the Christmas season. Mm. I claim all of fall, essentially, or most of fall, like three quarters of fall, as Halloween season, specifically for Daniel. That is quite a compliment, and uh, it fills me with joy. In Thank you so mind, much. In my mind, if I were to close my mind, my mind, my eyes, I mean, and just picture Daniel, you would eternally be in the David S. Pumpkins mm-hmm. yeah. costume. Because I saw Love you in it. that once. I mean, I've seen you in it many times, but I mean, like the first time I saw that picture, I went, yes, makes sense. That is <laughs> like no one else would make more sense. Well, thank you. That's very, very sweet of you. And then James, you're, I don't know. Uh, I agree that uh, Daniel likes Halloween also. <laughs> J- James is James is hard to peg down because James doesn't let people in. Let's talk about that. Let's talk I'm about I'm masking it, all the time, baby. <laughs> oh, there is a pandemic, so it does make Except sense. Except for oh, oh, you mean oh, during mm. costume time? I don't. I'm not a big costume person. I like scary movies just fine. Love the fall. Love the smell of smoke. But uh, Halloween itself, I could, I, I could, I could take or leave the specific dress up in a costume aspect of Halloween. Can I? Can I ask a question about that real yeah. fast? So I had a friend when I was in high school who was um, like 6'4", I think, is how tall he was. Okay. He was very, very tall. Okay. And he hated you. dressing for Halloween. And yeah, his okay. reasoning was a lot of people are usually afraid of me for because I'm sure. a big guy. Correct, right? yes. And he was like, so I don't like dressing up because then it makes people... Like it makes people uneasy when I go like out in the neighborhood or whatever, mm, like for sure. trick or treating. Is for that sure. also? Is it that like you feel like if you put on a costume, you're too imposing? It's there's that there's I don't as a, as also a tall bigger person. I'm not super stoked about people like 
drawing more attention to to myself mm. and because like my voice and general personality is going to do that anyway i don't need to be like wearing a fun thing on thing and then uh the third <laughs> is <laughs> glavin the third thing is that bodily i don't know what will fit or what will work in terms of imagine what we could do and so yeah. mm-hmm. uh then i it just sort of and but my and you know i've spoken about this on other podcasts but my mom did have ideas about what we could do and so then that was maybe one of a further uh, distancing of myself from mm. enjoying it. I do like in drama when people are like, here's your costume. And I'm like, right. Thanks. Because like that it is like fit. character work, but also like it's cool to have someone Correct. say, I think this would look good on you. There you know was I mean? a, a, nice. a, a, nice a behind the scenes of something, one, one show or whatever. And the guy was in his trailer being like, oh my God, look at this trailer. It was, I think of She-Hulk. Yes. I think yeah, it was yeah, the bad I guy show. It it was like, the, look the at this trailer, whatever. And hanging up is his costume and it's the only thing in the closet. It's just <laughs> his costume. It's like, put this on. That I'd be down for. Isn't that great? Yeah. I enjoy having a lot of like my very like different clothes, like all my band t-shirts or graphic tees or whatever that are related to different properties that I enjoy. But one Mm -hmm. of the most freeing times of my life was at one point I basically put almost all of my wardrobe just away. I boxed it up and I had 10 black t-shirts, plain Mm -hmm. black t-shirts in my closet. And like the only thing I changed every day was what pair of shorts I wore with it. But it was fine because everything went with the black t-shirt. And it was just like every day I took away, it just took one decision away from me. And I felt like my mental health was really strong then. Yeah, uh, because I just wasn't wasting my time in the morning uh, going. Yeah, what I, but what if? Could I, mm, mm. Yeah. But then I didn't really feel very individual, so I went back sure. to it. Someone told me one time in middle school or something that everything went with jeans, and that was my fashion until the pandemic. I think basically, roughly. Mm. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Love it. So. Because if someone's like, "Hey, you're wearing three different solid colors," I'm like, "I don't know." I don't. Say I'm more contextual words about like good, bad. Does it look great? You like it? It's a bold thing, <laughs> right? Or, or why are you doing that? None of that. Yeah. Anyway. Right. So, in answer to your question, uh, uh, September. <laughs> Perfect. Cool. Love yeah. it. So let's just let's jump in to the episode today. We are talking about two thousand one. Absolutely. And boy, 2001 was quite a year. Mm-hmm. So let's start off. Colin, how was your 2001? I hit double digits. I was 10. Hey. Nice. I know. I, I watched the moment that I love doing every now and then that causes James to have just a pure, I mean, a sheer moment of panic. I combined panic and sheer just now. To this episode is going to be so wild about what happened in our lives right oh it's drastically <laughs> different uh, yeah. this I, one specifically <laughs> i'll tell you i've told this story not that long ago actually and i don't know if it was in a podcast or what but just in case i'll share it here on september 11th i was in fifth grade and i was sitting at my school and uh they basically like called everyone into assembly to tell us about basically like what happened that they were letting parents come pick kids up and stuff like that. And we were all basically going back to our classrooms, but just know that like, instead of getting our normal dismissal time and like going across the street and all that other stuff to where parents pick you up, 
but they were just basically like calling people or whatever. And then I was one of two students that was there for the entire day. My mom heard from them and they said that the school was staying open and that like kids could be picked up whenever parents wanted to pick them up. And so my mom was like, is he okay? And they're like, yeah, he's fine. And they were like, okay. So my mom just picked me up at the end of the school day. I played putt-putt, the time travel one, I think, for like four hours in the classroom just waiting for my pickup. And that was uh, that was my life as the world seemed to be crumbling around me and I didn't know why. And I was just like, I guess I'll play putt-putt. But 2001, still a pretty good year. To clarify just real quick, the playing putt-putt, that is playing the an installment in the computer game franchise featuring a car... Uh, named Putt Putt, not Thank Mini you. Golf. Thank you. Correct. Thank you. Sorry. I, sometimes in my head, I'm like, we all, as millennials, we all experience the same world. But I realize that that's not true. That story, I I think I said it when you when you told the story on Timeline Scavengers recently. But I, I've never related to your mom more than is he okay? <laughs> he is great. I will continue working. And uh, <laughs> when just fun story that takes place 10 years after we're talking about when Kristen got told that she was going to need to be induced and whatever, she called me and I said, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. I remember turning where I worked had a full like a, a crossroads of walkway It was inside. And I walked a full circle around there. I was like, oh, my God, OK, I'll leave right now. And Kristen's like, you don't need to leave right now. You can. You know, it's and I was like, okay, cool. So I'll leave at the end of the work day. And she said, no, no, no. <laughs> Find a middle. That's and right. Split the then that's yeah. Yeah. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, I've just drawn a <laughs> sketch of myself in one story that doesn't take place in two thousand one. <laughs> so. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. So Daniel. I should probably go last because I feel like there might be a, 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 a link between yours and Colin's stories and then and then maybe mine might be slightly different. A, a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I was in eighth grade mm-hmm. and it was a, I mean, the year was fine mostly. It was, you know. Sure. It's It's hard, honestly, to look back at that year for anything that wasn't 9-11. You know what I think probably also made 2001 really difficult for you that's the year shrek is, came out oh okay okay that was what a what a wild setup that was <laughs> we haven't discussed it i believe on this podcast oh okay. no shrek is shrek is not my favorite movie it is it, i do not enjoy the movie particularly but mm-hmm. that can be unpacked a lot more on uh it jams for thee, which you can also find on the Scavengers Network. Um, but that's it. That's its own thing to be discussed yeah. uh, at a different time. But I mean, iTunes coming out was pretty great. Oh yeah, my my family was uh, has always been big on music, and like we'd had Napster and what was it, Kazaa and sure. other LimeWire and. LimeWire. I'm not sure if we ever actually got into LimeWire or mm. not, but once iTunes like started, we got we were able to do a lot more, and that was that was pretty great. the The day of 9/11 was obviously huge, and the the days afterwards, um, at my school, they had decided that we, teachers weren't allowed to talk about it at all. Like a por- that was pretty portentous okay. for uh, for years to come. I like that. That's 
tell yeah. teachers not to teach things about the world around them. Awesome. Yeah, it was it was super cool. My social studies teacher was like, given that the council has <laughs> has made a dumbass decision, I've elected <laughs> to ignore it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and had a a conversation with uh, all of us about what was going on. Um, which to a point I appreciated, but also he was like, here are some other areas. Because someone else asked, like, what else might get attacked? And so he gave his mm. thoughts on that. And Ooh. one of them was uh, the, the Research Triangle Park, uh, which is close to where I lived. And also where both of my parents worked. So <laughs> I, having forgotten that they had taken that day off, uh, was freaking out for the rest of the day. Hey! Um, so, uh, it was, I was, yeah. Um, but I was also excited because it meant that the parent, like the, the, the open house thing at the school, uh, it was like the next night got canceled. Mm. Right. And I never liked my parents meeting my teachers because I was a bad student and I didn't want my teachers to be like, Hey, Daniel's a bad student. Understandable. Right. I feel you on that. Yeah, um, but otherwise, I think 2001 was a pretty good year. Uh, as mm-hmm. I've said, I think in in previous episodes, it's going to be harder and harder for me to actually remember what right. happened as we get further and further back uh, because my memory is very bad mm. and, and I we were don't have small a lot of... too. You know what I mean? Like and we were small. Uh, and in fact, you mentioning some of these things, even though you had just said it in like the intro part, I still didn't think about it for a second. But like 2001 being when uh, the Xbox first dropped, and, like, I got one for Christmas. Uh, so, like, I got one that year. So I totally forgot about that. So, like, th- I guess the Christmas season for me that year was pretty sweet. Pretty great. Absolutely. World trade at an... Ooh. Oh. Oh. Okay, listen. Center yourself and fix it. Welcome to the new segment of the show. That was in poor taste. Uh, starring. Colin mean- brings up Shrek. Yeah. Did you mean every <laughs> tangent that I usually cut out of timeline? We're going to have funny. a lot of those throughout the entire episode. James, yeah. how was your 2001? Before I forget, similar story. My stepdad was supposed to go to the Pentagon on that day. And then in a very non how you would tell it in the short story, he heard about New York and was like, maybe I'll just stay home today. And it wasn't like a coincidence. It was like data-based right. like decision-making, which is wow. not something you hear about a lot. But it was like, yeah, I guess I'll maybe not go to the government center that I work in. Smart. Work yeah. Smart move. So I started the year in high school and ended the year in college. Nice. God. It was a year of firsts of all sorts. I got my first speeding ticket, which we'll talk about later. Uh, first sort of actually in 2001 first both questionable asterisky girlfriend and also absolute you know dated this person for sure girlfriend yeah lots of uh lots of different things happened in 2001 sometimes now i'm gonna say this and i don't mean i'm not trivializing the lives of the people that that lost them on september 11th i sometimes have to remember that that also was a thing that happened during the time when I was starting college and ending high school and stuff. Like it was a thing. It was reasonable. It was a huge thing, but I was off in a Valley in Western Virginia. 
my school was a big Northern Virginia like fed school. So people's parents were like people were worried about right. their parents to the point where uh, instant messenger went down. And I just want to tell you, like, right? Uh, that's that's a big yeah. deal. Uh, but we were safe, right? <laughs> like no, I mean, no one was going to okay. come bomb the random school in right Harrisonburg, Virginia. So. I I also think that like honestly, like I understand what you mean by like that year, maybe like like f- f- sometimes failing to for- remember what year it happened in. I probably would not have remembered specifically when it was. Uh, I mean, I probably would by now, like as an adult, I probably would. But like when I was younger, I probably wouldn't have remembered how many years ago it was if it hadn't been for the fact that like the classroom that I stayed in that year Mm. was the only one that was in an annex. It was in like a trailer outside of the school. So like I remember being specifically like not even in the school all yeah. day so like i mm-hmm. didn't even know that every kid was essentially being pulled i just knew that kids from my classroom got pulled right you know what I mean? right and yeah. so then like then like coming to find out that when i went across the street at the end of the day they had just straight up locked the building and it was just like me one and then two other teachers and one other kid who had just like spent the last hour and a half outside playing by themselves right. and i was like oh boy this is something you know so like yeah. but like if i had been like in that building like all day mm-hmm. or whatever, it would have blurred in with every yeah. other year. Yeah, yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like I would have remembered yeah. it for sure. I I mean like it. Would, I remember before it was like nine eleven, like quadruple, like underlined the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that year and the year before, like a dude had accidentally flown his prop plane into a building, and JFK had had JFK Junior had had like plane crashed and like there was like you know uh lisa left eye lopez got in the crash and all these things so when i heard wow. a plane has crashed yeah. into the world trade center i was like oh god again god these people just need to like get a hold of their like these rich people Ooh, flying boy. their their personal planes and whatever i mean that went away pretty sure. quickly oh, yeah, but course, like yeah. yeah it was weird to think about like contextually the first news was like, oh, God, that's horrible that that has happened again. Right. I mean, that makes sense, and too, then, right? Because like, yeah. you're not expecting the worst yeah. thing. You're like, oh, right. man, right. I can't right. believe this keeps happening. And then they're like, no, 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 no. Yeah. I don't think you understand what I'm telling you. And you're like, what do you mean? Yeah, then, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, you know, hearing uh, hearing the news, sort of watching the TV that we had in our room yeah. that was hooked up to the cable because it was, you know, 2001. And like I took a picture with my disposable camera. JFK cool. died on my birthday in 1999, so uh, that <laughs> isn't probably relevant to what I was thinking about in 2001. But um, sorry, that's like I took a picture though. of George W. Bush being like, "Look at this president addressing the nation after this huge thing." Yeah, it was a, it was a it was a weird day for sure. But it was surrounded by lots of uh, other. Like one thing that I, I'm always fascinated is what albums came out on September 11th because it was a Tuesday, and that was when albums came back came out back then. So like yeah, like there's a Bob Dylan album that came out that was like that was September 11th, yeah. and then System of a Down and stuff. So anyways, there's a a song in my Honorable Monsters that came out on a that was on an album that was released on 9-11 yeah. to help us sort of maybe i mean i don't know i don't know if you have other questions but i was gonna say if we are starting to move towards the main premise at, since you brought up your honorable monsters i'll give you another 
conversation point about that segment to start working towards. I don't know. Uh, okay. I accidentally, like when I was making up my notes, uh, I couldn't remember, and I could have just looked it up, but for some reason, I couldn't remember the name of the segment, and I kept mm. going, a, a monster, a mo- uh, monster, and I went, monsterable mentions? And so I wrote down monsterable mentions, and then like two minutes later, I went, honorable monster. And I was like, God, damn. I was like, ugh. But then I was like, well, it looks funny, so I'm going to keep it. But I just thought you I might like that and might enjoy monsterable that. Monsterable mentions. I, I monsterable do. mentions. It's the honorable monsters of the name of the segment, Honorable Monsters. Which is <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. actually, you know, you know what you could do? I'll, I'll give you this one for free. Honorable <laughs> Monsters, right? Five songs that you love. Monsterable okay. mentions. Five songs you hate. Nope. From that Listen, I love the idea. But also, we don't need more segments more seg- on this show. Oh, sure. <laughs> we already have a long enough runtime. Uh, I'm all for making other shows longer, just not my own. <laughs> fair. Listen, I get it. Um, when I don't have to edit, I don't care. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but on the on the topic of segments, okay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I sure don't have anything. Huh. But James. Do you have anything for Read You Loud and Clear? You know I do. Oh, yeah. I got you. Read you loud and clear. Read you. was telling daniel before the show uh i have my i think it's my second journal here which is a lighthouse over which i've placed a sticker that we found hilarious in college which says say no to drugs and it also has the no smoking banning symbol through it in a way that so is like it seems like it's saying do you no do not say no to <laughs> drugs so uh that is actually pretty indicative of where my humor was at back then which is to say Pretty much formed as it is now. Yeah. yeah. Um, this oh. journal starts in uh, June of 2001 on the night before I graduated. Uh, so there is, I think, I think I have one journal that I basically took from like January of 01 through June because um, I wrote a lot more. But this is, I, this is like the second page of it. And I found this is exactly me in 2001 and also my whole life. Just my, just this is, this is me in a nutshell. Um, so this is uh, two entries from 2001, June 25th and June 26th. Oh, Douglas is an exchange student from Scotland. It's like a cast of characters at the beginning. Tara is uh, the girl that I was dating. Uh, my friend Lisa is was my, was my best friend, and she uh, moved an hour away from us that summer. It 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 really sort of sucked. Uh, and Vanessa was our friend that. It's important to know, did not hang out with Tara, as did none of my friends, because compartmentalization of, of my life, uh, even then. So, so uh, June 25th, 2001, spent all day in the house, then at 7.30, went out, picked up Douglas. We went and bought The Shining, picked up Tara and Vanessa, and then went back to Douglas's how Douglas's to watch it. Tara gave me this silver this silver ring that really means a lot to her, so that means a lot to me. I will probably give her my class ring. 126, night. 
time, night, that is a through line through four years of, of, of these journals. So, June 26th, got a speeding ticket today. Oh, this is the this is the day that was the event that uh, um, Shitty Car Drag Race, the song for my nice. that hasn't been written yet, uh, took place. Got a speeding ticket today. Uh, it was for uh, drag racing my friend Lisa in our crappy, crappy cars. Um, that we made it above 60 is actually wild. But uh, it's okay, though, because as soon as I turn 18, I can pay it by myself. <laughs> no. <laughs> Or I'll forget all about it until (laughs) the bill comes. (laughs) And I turn 18 before my court date. Still, I'm not sure I was very clear on how... This works. Tickets work. But it turned out that Tara forgot the ring was on my finger. She didn't give it to me. It was there and... Whoopsie. So, but that's okay. Lisa moved today, so that's weird. 1.14 a.m. night. It is hilarious to me. I was like, what? it turned out Tara forgot the ring. What? And I was like, oh, that silver ring that when I read this first entry, I was like, what silver ring? I don't have, I never, did I give that back when we broke up? What is happening here? Ah, it was a misunderstanding that was solved immediately the day after. Uh, very cool. Um, yep. Meaningful to me emotionally. Slip of the mind for her. Anyways, that's my read you loud and clear. Love it. Love it. I don't have anything for read you loud and clear. If if I did, it would probably be along the lines of uh, played another fun game in Algebra Lab against (sighs) Mr. Batterson today. Uh, Also... This paper football league is getting out of hand because <laughs> I was running a paper football league in Algebra Lab, which was right after algebra, right after my algebra class. Yeah, uh, and it was just sit and work on algebra stuff if you want to. Yeah, but algebra was one of the rare classes that I was actually doing well in because yeah. algebra makes sense to me. Yes, and I agree with that. So yeah, not universally, like, but yeah. My teacher, Mr. Batterson, had like logic games that he would have us try and solve for extra credit. Solve for extra. And oh, yeah, solve for extra. And uh also we had uh I put together a paper football league that went great. All of until this someone makes was caught sense. cheating. Oh. That's not yeah. good. Uh, uh, the logic puzzles, the paper football league, all of that. I'm like, yep, yep, yep that's, that's right. That's a, that's a <laughs> yep, uh huh. That's a mm-hmm. yes, that's correct. Yep. I I did used to keep a journal through. I want to say like through sixth, maybe seventh grade. I don't know where it is. I mean, somewhere mm. in my parents' house. But like, because when we moved, it just got put in a box or something somewhere. But I guarantee any given day was probably like went to school. This kid said something mean to this kid, potentially me. I, sorry, said something mean to me, not that I said something mean to them. Oh, okay. uh, and then it was probably like, teacher didn't say anything. That sucked. Played Pokemon. Good night. You know, something yeah. like that. Like something along the lines of like, Stephanie still doesn't know I exist. You know, something like along those lines. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, or whatever. Or actually, no, I guess that wouldn't have been so them. Direct because, plagiarism from my journal. I got it. Actually, yeah, now that I think about it, what's actually. That's definitely not that year because back then I was dating a girl named Ashley and I was 
dating her from like second or third grade, which uh, that's a whole other story, through the end of fifth grade. And then she broke up with me because she was going to a new school. And I was actually distraught about that because like I used to, as a kid, you're like, I don't know what this really means. I think we're just best friends. But she'd be like, no, we're dating. And I'd go, okay. And then like when she was like, I'm going to, you know, we're breaking up. And I was like, wait, what? No, come on, please. We can make this work. And all of a sudden I was like emotional. Anyway, yeah. back then I was probably like, went to McDonald's with Ashley after school, spent my allowance on getting her a meal to be a gentleman. So you've come on here uh, to uh, brag, I guess, or like brag. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Ashley, yeah. if you're listening to this, I still miss you. No, I'm kidding. Can you imagine if I just started bawling in the middle yes. of this recording? Yes. Oh, okay. We've all been there, Colin. You act like we've never podcasted with you before. <laughs> I've only cried on a podcast in front of either of you three separate times, okay? Right. Separate times, right. Each. Yes, 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 yes. Sure, I don't uh, know that. so uh i think now it's time to move on to honorable monsters monsterable mentions whatever you want to call it uh our next segment and boy howdy is this one gonna be difficult Mm -hmm. it's not that they weren't good enough it's not that they weren't up to snuff it's just that we didn't pick them If this is your first time listening to the show, we don't normally spend this much time. We do normally spend this much time before we get to talking about music. But Honorable Monsters is where we pick uh, five. So- no, don't no, apologize no. ever. Yeah. Uh, I was apologizing to them, not to you. I don't you know. You're my friends. I, I know you won't mind. Uh, Honorable Monsters is where we <laughs> each pick five uh, songs that we didn't pick for our uh, as our main song for e- for this year. Uh, and just give a quick reason as to why they're so great, but didn't get picked. So let's start off with our guest, Colin. Do you want to hit us with them them honorable monsters? I do. Uh, I want to give a teaser, and then I'm going to give my five. Uh, there is a sixth bonus one, which is simply that I had picked a song, and then when we all got in the group chat to talk, my song was immediately picked for me. Mm-hmm. Or rather, picked like someone else had picked it, rather, right. so I couldn't right. pick it. So that was going to be, so that in a way, that's a monsterable mention. But mm-hmm. since it's also going to be in the episode, I'll let you decide which one it was. Uh, so that one's technically in there. That, that's my bonus one. So my five, what I chose to do was, is to make it easier on myself, I chose five albums and then tried to dictate which song meant the most to me on each of those albums. Yeah. So first, I'm going to go Bouncing Souls, what I spent, my, sorry, how I spent my uh, summer vacation. Uh, and I think the song I'm going to go with is gone mm. because, uh, the, there's a segment that like, you know how sometimes bands have like a line or a specific sound that they do that they use in almost every song kind of thing. Yeah. Bouncing Souls was kind of notorious for that to me. I feel like every album has some song that has a very similar line to maybe not lyrically, but they have a line that goes a song played up, wait, a song played on the radio. Right. And like, that's, yeah. They sing that exact rhythm and like notes every album at least once. Uh, and yeah. so to me, I was like, yeah, that's got to be the one. Uh, Blink-182, of course, favorite band of all time. Uh, Take Off Your Pants and Jacket, which, ooh, wow, what? Surprising. That means I didn't pick Blink-182 for my song? Crazy. Uh, this was one of the harder ones to figure out. I feel like if I'm going, Mark Hoppus, probably rock show, uh, but... Also, secretly, don't tell me that it's over. It's really good. But it's also a bonus track, so I don't think that counts. So Rock Show is the one. 
So this is how I secretly get more than five. Uh, the Strokes, is this it? Uh, I went with Last Night because I feel like everyone knows that one. But it's, a really, it's such a good it's song. It's a good really song. For sure. Uh, Jimmy Eat World, Bleed American. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like everybody wants the middle because it's a damn good song. The middle uh, is a good song. But Very I'm going to go with a praise chorus because I think that was that's mine a, too. Was it really? Okay, cool. That's a great, great song. Uh, and then finally, good. Save the Day, Stay What You Are. Uh, I mean, I really like See You, but I feel like, again, if you're going for like those classic tunes, At Your Funeral. See You is the one I picked. Really? At Your oh, Funeral cool. is the one I picked. Oh, my God. That's incredible. <laughs> How's it feel, Dan? No, I'm kidding. It feels great. <laughs> oh, I mean, whoops. No. Shh. I said to people have to guess. Well, damn. There was no money on that one, so don't worry. Now they know. Now they know. Uh, solid, solid, solid songs picks, for sure. Absolutely, James. Yes. How about you? What you got? Uh, well, let me just. Uh, you know how you know how in poker, like people raise the bets, and then the first thing you do is is match that up to the thing. Mm-hmm. So I picked uh, "Lifetime" from "How I Spent My Summer Vacation," and mm. I picked. Oh, that was it. Um, oh, and, and from uh, uh, "Take Off Your Pants and Jacket," I picked "Every Time I Look for You." Nice. That's uh, also on my list, but yeah. I, I didn't I didn't put it up high enough. That's crazy. It was on the soundtrack for American Pie Two, which was the first American Pie movie I saw, and I saw it in the theater with my girlfriend and her roommate, and I really liked it, and I really liked its usage. Song. This song's usage in that too. Hmm. All right, so now that we're caught up, okay, we're gonna start with. Uh, also, I skipped school senior year of high school to go buy "Take Off Your Pants and Jacket," and I want to. Uh, I always want to mention that because that that always felt really fun. Um, and uh, you know, the ruffian that that uh, had me do that with him, it was fun. Um, all right, so uh, Tool uh, released "Lateralis" in two thousand one, and uh, the song that I picked was "Schism." Um, this song and album, uh, I was listening to. <laughs> Uh, train I did not pick, um, but um, but uh, I was listening to Tool uh, in my room, and my friend Riley walked by and was like, "James, metal," which we could debate whether or not Tool counts as metal necessarily or even at all. But it made me feel really cool and like I wasn't uh, just someone that listened to other less cool stuff. Um, but Letterhouse is a really good album, and I heartily recommend it. They're sort of like Black Sabbath in that I think they get a reputation for being darker than they turn out to be, and they're actually just really good musicians and just have dark imagery in their stuff. Anyways, uh, speaking of dark imagery in their stuff, uh, System of a Down released Toxicity uh, that year. Um, people will pick uh, Chop Suey. People will pick uh, the title track Toxicity, with, which when I downloaded it from LimeWire before it was released, because sometimes <laughs> I did that, it was called version 7.0, and sometimes I still think of that, like now, which is really handy to be talking about right now. Uh, but Prison Song, which is the first track on the album, uh, it was my first sort of experience, which uh, which I would later replicate with things like Public Enemy and uh, Dead Kennedys, where it's just like, hey, Here's some facts that fucking suck. Anyways, the music's really loud. So here's some more facts that suck. All right, bye. And that was Prison Song. And uh, I still think about that um, uh, to this day. Keeps you up at night. Yeah. And, um, you know, when when Biden did the thing with the, you know, the minor drug charges and stuff, Mm -hmm. um, I was like, oh, yeah, like in Prison Song. Because it's about, yeah. 
anyways, um, <laughs> let's see. All these things is funny because I have I have like little tiny stories with them. Uh, ben Folds released Rock in the Suburbs in mm-hmm. two thousand one, mm-hmm. um, and I like that whole album. I really like the title track a lot, especially given the rest of the context of the album. It's sort of the one week of that album, if you will. Um, but I picked Zach and Sarah because I like songs that tell you how to spell the characters' names. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so bingo. But it's uh, right, exactly, exactly. Um, what are the song tells you how to spell someone's name? This one, and also um, lots of uh, lots of rap songs. You know that's fair. And uh, like Hamilton, A L E X A N D E R, we are meant to be. There you go. Yeah. Um, good, good. So that's three. Um, I'll also say um, The Atari's End is Forever um, was an album that uh, came out. And uh, it was the album that was released once I was aware of The Atari's. Um, It was the first album that came out after I'd gotten to be excited about an album coming out. Uh, It was called End is Forever. And there's lots and lots of great tracks on it. Uh, Fast Times at Dropout High is a, Mm -hmm. a very good one. Um, mm-hmm. one of the one of the few remaining bands at the time that were putting like clips from movies in their songs, like on their like major label or like right. bigger label stuff, like uh, Newfound Glory and Taking Back Sunday did, and then like Lag when Lag they went and... to the when they right ex- well okay yeah. Lagwang was an ex- another excellent example. Um, but there there were a couple albums like uh, Nothing Old Can Stay by Newfound Glory, which is from before, and then uh, right. Taking Back Sunday, which is from after this that had clips and then got when they got signed to like a sort of bigger label they're like we're not paying for any of that so cut that but the ataris were still doing that um and and so there are i would later see like kevin smith movies that he'd say a line i'd be like oh like from the atari song most of my life is thinking oh like from that song that's that's uh, one of your favorite like personal segments exactly exactly the so-and-so of whatever Right, exactly. It's all contextualized. The blank from for myself. Blank. exactly. Yeah. Um, tool. Mm-hmm. I think that's that was four. That's four. And then five. Let's go with. All right, let's go with an album that I wouldn't discover for many, 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 many years, but it came out in two thousand one, and I really like it a lot. I have to be in kind of a certain mood for it, but it's a uh, Gillian Welch, uh, "Time the Revelator." Um, it's a really mm-hmm. good country americana sort of deal mm-hmm. uh it's really really good and there's a a two track sort of epic uh it's split even though i believe it's not split it must be split on like the lp or something but uh april the 14th slash ruination day which is all about uh the date april the 14th which is the day lincoln was assassinated uh, the Dust Bowl started and the Titanic sank. All of those happened on the 14th or 15th of April. Who played in the Dust Bowl? Um, and that was it. So, Daniel, what yes. were your honorable monsters or your monorable monsters? As already discussed at your funeral by Saves the Day, mm-hmm. I was obsessed with that song. My friend Jen put it on a mix CD, and yeah, I, I was introduced to it either late 2001 or early 2002 when I was in high school. Yeah. Uh, and boy, howdy. Absolutely obsessed. Stay What You Are is a perfect album. T- 
uh, it's it's damn good. Um, and I'm realizing now, four of these songs were given to me by various folks off of uh, mixed CDs. Yeah. It was oh um, one. you were in ninth grade. Come oh, on. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so my uncle made mixed CDs every year uh, for the family of best of music from that year, uh, which included uh, What, How, When, Where, Why, Who by Annie DeFranco. Okay. Yep. Which is just, just a great song. It, it's got a good, like any Annie DeFranco song, it's going to have a good groove to it. It's going to have a really fun lyrical flow. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, it's a darn good. Um, my friend Joran, a huge musical influence of mine, uh, who's made, made me several, me and my sisters several mixed CDs as we were growing up, um, was responsible for both of these next two. Uh, Know Your Onion by The Shins. Mm-hmm. Um, know Your Onion is a just a fantastic song, uh, which Of Montreal also covers, which they do a really good job with it because it's a very frenetic song. Sure. Um, spoiler, the word frenetic will come up again Ooh. in this episode. Wow. Uh, read tease. That's right. It's a read tease. But uh, it, uh, and No Your Own is just like that whole album, um, O Inverted World, mm-hmm. full of great songs. Uh, I, I think it's easily my favorite Shins album. Um, but No Your Onion, I think, is the one that, at least right now, uh, is is my favorite off of the off of the album. Um, and then nineteen two thousand by Gorillas mm-hmm. off of Gorillas, mm-hmm. uh, just a phenomenal introduction to that band, uh, and it wound up also like I would play two thousand two FIFA on the PlayStation <laughs> two. I want to say, yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, I played that a lot uh, one summer, and they had a remix of it that was. That mm. would play uh, as like the opening, and then throughout the whole game. Wow! And uh, it was uh, that was at a time where I hated remixes so mm. much. I'm like, I just want the original song. Yeah, give you. me the original song. Uh, but I grew to enjoy that uh, remix a little bit. Bush um, released a re- remix album in like 1999, where I was like, Oh, I like. He wasn't this even version. president yet. I was, Wait. Damn, I was gonna make the same joke. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, that's, that's hurrah before the presidency, I see. You kids with your silly. <laughs> I want to tell you a story real quick. There was a President Bush even before 1999. So I, I think that's that your dad's. That's your grandpa's Bush. Uh, yeah, it is. Yikes. Um, okay. So, uh, no, but uh, like there was a, a Bush album that I was like, oh, this version that was also on the American Werewolf in Paris. I think the, the second one of those movies, that soundtrack, that I was like, this rules. And then I got the album, and I was like, this song is only okay. And so that mm-hmm. that turned me around on, on remixes pretty pretty quickly, which I, you know, sure. I value. Yeah. Um, I, I want to say just very briefly, just because we've talked about people, everyone's mentioned people that have changed their musical taste and stuff like that within this context. Uh, mm-hmm. Not changed, but like, you know, added to it, perhaps is the word for it. Okay. Uh, I didn't mention this, but I will say that 
to this day, a lot of the music that I listen to is directly linked to how I was first introduced to music. I basically grew up with, you were mentioning how, you know, Daniel, about how your uncle made like mixed CDs and stuff like that about, you know, the best of, you know, whatever year. Uh, my cousin Jeb, basically from like age, God, six or seven for me through, I mean, still sometimes today, he doesn't do it like every year, like he used to when I was like much younger. Um, but I mean, like he bought me my first album of Enema of the State, uh, which was definitely older, uh, an older album than I should have been able to listen to. But, you know, he he was a rebel like that. But like mm. I listened to basically Gem. all pop punk, you know, growing up specifically because he that was what he was listening to. And he would make me cassette tapes or CDs and be like, here's new music for you. Here's new music for you. And so, like, uh, with the exception of the Strokes, I think that four, well, five out of my six things that I've mentioned uh in in so far and then also the song that i will mention when we get to the songs we picked for yep. real so six out of seven were all things that he would have introduced me to either that year before or later um and so like you know that kind of thing has stuck with me um so that was that Mine. i just wanted to mention that like i've been pop punk for a very very long time all because of you know people garnering or not garnering uh gifting that world to me yes um my gorilla's pick is clint eastwood um which yeah. uh it's a, that's a pretty pretty uh go, you know whatever and i did not but i will say that i didn't much like one week with barenaked ladies i didn't appreciate the rest of that self-titled girls album because i was looking forward to clint eastwood so much once yeah. um feel good incorporated came out uh, which is what the cool people call it um i then went back to gorilla's not needing to hear the, you know, it was no longer the the best, biggest hit by them that I, you know, whatever. So then I could sure. listen to the rest of them, which is an excellent album. Uh, two, do you know, do you, either of you know who got me into pop punk music? The answer may surprise uh, you. Jesus? I don't know. No. It was Jesus. Correct. Yeah. Did you, did you yes. reach no. out and just say, show me a sign? Yeah, and then a pop punk like sign fell from the ceiling in the in this store. He magnified some plaid, and then uh, (laughs) yeah, Uh, no, I don't know. Um, It is our no, it is our friend. I didn't know Mark Hudgens until college. Uh, It is our friend uh, Aaron, who people don't normally associate with a lot of of musical stuff, but she told me about me first in the Gimme Gimme's, and a pop punk cover Mm. band was right where I was at in the Napster days. That'll do it. So I got uh, Fat Wreck 4, Life in the Fat Lane, and it had a Me First Gimme Gimme song on it and uh, San Dimas High School Football Rules by the Ataris, and then we were off to the races. So, How beautiful. did I forget that Blown, Blow, sorry, Blow in the Wind came out in 2001, too? Yes, yeah. I went oh, to get that, and Aaron and I listened to it. My boyfriend's amazing. Sorry, my bad. Didn't my mean to talk over you. It's Freddie's back. Um, and... Yeah, Aaron and I went to the store to buy uh, "Blowing in the Wind" or "Blowing the Wind," uh, and we both uh, marveled at how they had changed a Beatles song to almost unrecognizable, which was an interesting and bold move for us <laughs> to yeah. wrap our heads around in high school. So, um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, and then I thought I had one. Oh, uh, just real quick, one last memory. My friend Riley gave me "Bleed American," which. In in 2001 was briefly changed to be self-titled, even though Jimmy Eat World already had a self-titled album, because people didn't like Bleed American as a thing that you would read 
with, I guess, no context, because I can't really think of a time, unless like bleed comma American, maybe then that would be like right. a, a thing. But, you know, these colors don't run, you know, whatever. It feels like Bleed American would almost be right in there. But anyways, they changed it. So he gave me that CD um, and was like, "This is, you're, you will love this. And I listened to it and I was like, I don't get this. I don't understand <laughs> this. I don't understand what I'm supposed to get from yeah. this. This is not Newfound Glory. This is not Blink-182. It's not Incubus. So we're covering the range of music I understand. Um, that's a joke, but not much of one, um, no matter how you slice it. And so then, looking back on Bleed American as another sort of basically flawless record, um, I feel really silly for being like, I think even complained to Tara, like, I just, I just don't, I just don't get this. And then she was probably like, well, let's, let's put on um, Creed. (laughs) So anyways, that is, uh, that is my, a lot of these albums have lots of stories associated with them, but we don't need to go into them now. You follow me on Twitter for more. Also ask me for more because I'm not going to just randomly put stuff out there. Yes, you will. I will. Yeah, probably. Uh, my last honorable monster. Oh, no. uh, I could have sw- sworn that was your fifth. No. In my head, I counted five. <laughs> my I'm third so and fourth. sorry. Uh, my last one is from uh, an album that was released on September 11th. Uh, it was Mink Car by They Might Be Giants. Mm-hmm. Uh this one is probably one of my least favorite TMBG albums. Yeah. But upon revisiting, I've found a lot more about it that I enjoy, including uh, the, the song Mink Car, which is not my honorable monster uh, from this album, but is the best uh, Burt Bacharach song not written by Burt Bacharach. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and, uh, the, but... When it originally came out, Mr. Excitement and Man It's So Loud in Here were my just abs- I just listened to those on repeat. Mm-hmm. But right now, for me, and it's again, it's like with every TMBG album, uh, my favorite song off of it is constantly shifting. Right now, it's Cyclops Rock, which mm. is just a fun bop of a song. I bought that with Rock in the Suburbs, and I wanted them to be the same. I wanted them to make me feel the same, and they didn't. And that's. To be understandable, I wanted to feel like I was listening to Flood, but a new version of Flood, and I and I didn't feel that either. So it took me a long time to get into it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Finding out that was a cover was a weird thing for me to find out because it feels very, very they might be giants, but it feels very <laughs> they might be giants. Uh, and then older is a song I think about a lot. Uh, yes, lot. It's like a little mm. existential crisis just there and a little fun pop song in the middle of the album. Like, Yep, <laughs> it's great. <laughs> so uh, I was younger then. So those are our honorable monsters. Uh, the ones that didn't quite make the cut. Yeah, and there are Let's, so many more that didn't make that cut too. Right, that's yeah. the thing. Great year for music, as I feel like we keep saying so good. every episode yeah. now, and that's we're going to get to a rough probably one. Just I was going to say, has, like, is there, is there by a nostalgia. bad year for for music? I mean, I'm uh, anticipating the '80s are going to have a bunch. Oh, hmm. no, because there's Holland. It's basically every oh, year in the call. '80s. Why would that be bad? But you only get to pick them once. Let's talk, Colin, about your actual pick for 2001. 
Tell us what you went with. I went with a song from the album All Killer No Filler by Sum 41. And I feel like uh, everyone is going to expect it, right? It's fat lit. No, I'm just kidding. It's in too deep. Uh, which I think is a better song on that album. In fact, I would argue it's the best song on that album. I would disagree with you, but I would respect your decision. What would you disagree, or rather, what would you say is? Um, I think, uh, this might surprise, I think Fat Lip is a different song. Again, one week for a rest of the album that doesn't sure. really have it. Yeah, it is very weird. Um, Heart Attack. There, it's I mean, the I second like that. Of, I, yeah. I like it. It's not my favorite, but I like, just find that waking up is hard to do, and I feel like they really address that a, in that song. That's a good. That is a good line. I'll give you that. Um, okay, into deep so is yeah, excellent. I went into deep. Yeah, yeah. Am I supposed uh, to keep talking, or sorry? Yeah, I, I would say was... go ahead and go ahead and tell us what your aspects are as well. Oh. Sure. Okay. Let's just let's yeah, just let's flow do it. right through it. Hell yeah! So let's just do it. Aspects. Uh, so kick aspects. Just in case, I do have a backup one because one of them I feel like maybe kind of similar to one of the ones I already gave. So, uh, mm. just sort of as a heads up. So if I if I say something and you go, that's kind of similar to the last one, just let me know. I've got a backup. Um, so the first thing to me was like the it's both an energy and like a tonal thing. And I don't mean tonal like audio, like oh, you know, like uh, like the the tone of a guitar. I'm talking like the the way people speak basically mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh i feel like it's it's the energy is like strong and there but like for a pop punk song it's not extremely fast so it's okay. like but it's but it's still energetic it has a very positive sound right it's very upbeat and like kind of happy sounding meanwhile he's saying extremely negative things about a relationship completely sure. falling apart uh which to me means that it is a definite summertime jam Sure. Um, to, it reminds me a lot of ska music. A lot of ska mm. music really loves to be like, I'm miserable and having the worst time of my life, but you're dancing to it. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, so there's that. So there's that tone and that energy of like, we're partying and we're celebrating the fact that my girlfriend doesn't love me. Yeah. You know, and everyone's like, all right. You know, like having a good time. Is that, um, is that, are you talking musically or lyrically or both? It's kind of, it's, it's kind of both. To me, they're kind of like hand okay. in hand where it's like, okay. You know, you have this like this dark element mm-hmm. in the in the lyrics, but then the music is positive sounding, right? Got it's it. upbeat and positive, energetic, but the 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 context of what you're saying is not. So like they kind of like a, a balancing act, you know? Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay, cool. Uh, the other thing I wrote was uh, I call this the buildup, which is you mm-hmm. know they have this little picky guitar line, ding 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 ding, right, oh. and then they add in just very light drumming behind it. Mm-hmm. The vocals kick in, and then there's just like bass, single, or maybe double notes at times, and then yeah. like what they do is they kind of continue to add in. So by the time they hit the first chorus, everything builds and builds and builds. So mm-hmm. right before that first line, you get that dugga 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 right, and like, and then it's really there in full. And what's kind of cool about that is that they do basically the reverse at the end of the song. Mm. They then they then kind of they do they kind of peter it down, and it just sort yeah. of ends on like a very light little note. Um, now this can maybe be part of the buildup. So if you kind of deem it to be the same, you let me know. But like <laughs> the verses are very are kind of lower. Right, we're faster mm. and falling. I, mm-hmm. I chose it. I went too high already, but like we're faster we're and falling. Faster right? and but like falling. he starts off kind of in the middle of his range, but then mm. when he hits the chorus, he goes up for it. Okay, which I think helps with that idea of 
we're kind of keeping everything low. And then when it builds up, you're like, cause I'm in too deep. Right. And like, and then that way you can kind of almost shout, yell, you know, scream it. Uh, I mean, shout, sing it is what I meant to say. Shout, scream it. Um, <laughs> but just in case that's too similar to the buildup, I do have something. I think okay. you're good. Cool. Then yep, I won't, I, then I won't give the last one. And can I give a bonus just for a visual? It's not for music, but if there's sure. a, if there's a music video, I would like to keep, uh, something absolutely goofy where mm. there's like a band in a weird place, like an empty pool, like in this song, mm. uh, with an overtly wild storyline that has nothing to do with a song's message or the story. pool is not empty in this one. It is. Yes. Yes. And no. They they dive when they're in the story. The pool has water, but when they're bi- when the band is playing, they're in an emptied out pool. Hmm. I have nothing more to say. No, you're right. I no that means you're probably right. You're you're at because in my head the only part I remember is like at the end and the guy comes out of the pool with the right, guitar right. solo. Right. Everything else, it sort of feels like they were always playing in empty pools in their music videos. And I mean that. <laughs> You know what? You know what you're probably thinking of. I mean, in a way, there is the fat fact lip. that they play in a way, and and in fat lip they play in a half pipe mm-hmm. for for skateboarding, which is a very right. similar feel to yeah. which is of course skateboarding was when surfers would ride in empty pools, and then they made their own things. <laughs> okay, sure. What? That's how skateboarding happened. Yeah, I mean, I just meant. Well, never mind. Doesn't matter. I'm saying like yes. So I'm saying yes. That is why I'm thinking of that. Absolutely. Okay. For sure. Okay. I thought I you were trying I'm to go for some sort of all agreement. I'm agreeing with you in all of the ways, except for one. And then oh, you'll, you'll okay. figure out which one it is later. That'll be fun. Oh, boy. Can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> so th- those are my moments. Picks. Love it. Whatever. Cool. Excellent. Excellent. So just to, just to recap you. real quick, we have kind of an energetic, positive sound with uh, a very different feel lyrically. Like musically upbeat awesome yay lyrically bad times yeah. <laughs> uh love that uh we have uh the buildup of instruments and we have the verses are lower range chorus is higher range uh more vocally than uh anything else yeah instruments right? say the same basically i would imagine yeah yeah cool Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. James. Yes. Would you like to walk us through your pick and aspects? I would. Um, so I've mentioned my friend Riley a couple of times, and that was because I was uh, seeding him in so that you would know when I referred to him now. Um, and he was really into ska music. Um, when I met him, he was in a ska band. And uh, so he was sort of up on ska music and simultaneously my mm-hmm. friend andy who was my roommate uh was up on sort of pop punk stuff um so it's really a shame that i am i i was at the time and going forward really having a hard time when people would give me recommendations because it would seem like it would be really cool to take recommendations from those two people that were constantly in my life i got better at it sort of but rx bandits were a ska band that were on drive through records and so both andy and riley uh, would watch um there was a drive through records uh video dvd sampler thing uh that had co- mostly i think concert performances probably from warp tour i mm, think there were maybe yeah. some music videos on there but uh what i'm specifically thinking of i have one of those yeah sorry yeah, yeah, yeah. that's crazy okay yeah um 
it was this song, I think. They did this song, and mm. they did Infection, which features Nate from Finch, which if you were on a drive through Records uh, album and you wanted a thing where a guy screamed on it, you got Nate from Finch, who's on your label, and he has to do it because um, <laughs> he has to. So, uh, But this song is All Rwanda's Glory. Uh, it's in the middle of the album. The album is called Progress, and it's really, really good. Um, it is... If you look at RX Bandits's sort of full career, it's really, really simple, like really straightforward and sort of uh, rudimentary almost. But uh, I really like it. Um, their next album was also really good, uh, which was called The Resignation. Um, but this song, the whole album has lots of sort of tempo changes and 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 we're playing this and suddenly we're playing this and then we're stopping everything and then we're going again all mm-hmm. the sorts of stuff that I that I am just a sucker for. So with all that exactly. said, let us get into my aspects. Uh, the first one, anti-war lyrics. Pretty simple, pretty straightforward. Amen to that. In um, 2001 specifically, it was uh, in my post about um, 9-11. I am like, so I guess we're going to war. I'm 18. So. Um, I was yeah. really, re- I was the most mm. concerned I've been about being drafted uh, in my life. And so yeah. um, there's a, you know, there's a, a line in another Rx Bandit song. It's like, it's uh, three years till I'm 24 and I don't want to die in a nuclear war. And uh, mm. once I turned 21, a couple of years later, I was like, yeah, same, same though. Uh, we have the <laughs> same interests, me and Matt Embry. Um, and this is sort of more of like an anti-war we're all human, the yeah. hu- you know, we're all one race, just the human race sort of stuff. Um, not as nuanced as it would perhaps be if it came out these days, but um, it was a very sort of nice little, you know, easy anti-war sort of lyrics. Uh, next, I want an organ. And it's a spleen. No, uh, I I'll want... give you my spleen. <laughs> you got a lot of the spleen in all right, we're all sorts of loosey goosey on this show. Um, I appreciated that, and we're off to a Ricky start. Wow! Oh, um, oh, I didn't no. appreciate that one though. So, uh, organ. Uh, this song has sort of that yeah. cool ska, like, like on yeah. the upbeat kind of stuff on on that stuff, which I really like. Um, and that's all. You know, just a simple instrument request is my second aspect, and my third one is. Is, a, is one that I had to go back and listen to the song to figure out what I was talking about, which you know is what makes a great aspect. Uh, and it is start with the song sounding one way and then switching to a different sound, almost like a pre-coda question mm. mark. Um, in this song, it goes from track six into track seven and does a little bit of fun there. And then it sort of downshifts into the song itself. Um, so sort of starting off one way. So I mean, not unlike um, take me I feel out. Like a lot of bands. I was gonna say a lot of bands yeah. did that, especially back. I mean, I think about uh, one eighty degrees uh, by oh, sure. FX, sure. which does the same thing, where it's like mm. ska at the beginning, and yeah. then it's just like, just kidding, we're a punk band. Well, just Listen kidding, we're a punk band was No FX's whole thing that, for uh, that yeah, album for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we uh, we don't we we won't play Scott we don't play ska anymore. 
was like a song that I got on my Winamp. There's another one that is a thing that I oh, maybe wow. thought That's I'd never say again. Ancient. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, so those are my three uh, anti-war, an organ, and a pre-coda. Love it. All right. So my song, yes. which I uh, so cruelly stole from Colin. <laughs> it's fine. No, no. We, we love it. We love it. Is uh, Private Eyes by Holland Oates. They're, They're watching, watching you. you. Hmm. They well, see your no, every move. Listener, I've made a mashup on uh, rave.dj slash mix of Private Eyes and uh, Somebody's Watching Me by uh, that other guy whose name is escaping me, and it works very well. Go ahead, please. Sorry. <laughs> it's going to drive me insane. Uh, Rockwell. 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 I always want to say Nelson, and it's not those blonde twins. It is a one one black man. and That's correct. Yeah. Who always felt like somebody was watching him. But he needed he Michael Jackson to say it for him. Right. Yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> We're not there yet. <laughs> We're not there yet. <laughs> uh, I actually went with the song Private Eye by Alkaline Trio. Yeah. Um, hell yeah. Hell yeah. No, it's so, uh, Private Eye. This is one of the uh, songs that I thought James and I were going to clash on when we initially picked all of our songs. I was like, I think James is going gonna, is gonna, to uh, maybe pick this song or at least this artist. Uh, I was wrong, but it turns out that Colin and I did. Uh, have have a connection on this one. Yeah. I don't know if I really ever talk about it necessarily a lot. I mean, I occasionally do whenever we hit like the Spotify rap segments, but mm-hmm. Blink-182 has like forever been my favorite band. But you know who's my pretty close second? Alkaline Trio. Nice. You, so you should give a, us time to guess before you. Well, I mean, we were already on the topic of Alkaline. What if I was just like, I don't know, Rubik Fish? And you're like, oh, okay, weird. Yeah, what uh, I mean is you have to give me time to think of a funny thing to guess before you say okay. the thing. That, yeah. Sorry, you know what my second favorite band is? Alkaline Trio. You nailed it, James. Good job. All right, back to you, Dan. Back to you in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my Alkaline Trio song from that album is either Stupid Kid or Armageddon. Um, Stupid Kid came at a time in my life when I was really wanting uh, a really blunt way to, to be really uh, upset about a breakup, so... Uh, nothing, nothing really felt to me fair. more hurtful than taking back uh, words of affection. So, probably says something about me. Definitely says something about me. So, this song was given to me by my friend Philip. Uh, let's see, that would have been maybe oh eight or oh nine, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm. Which is crazy, just thinking about how long ago that was. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I was completely unfamiliar with Alkaline Trio until this, uh, a- until he threw this song on a mix CD for me, and I love it. It's great. It's such a fun song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So my my aspects for it, we've got heavy guitar riffs, which I knew was going to make James smile. <laughs> it gets me out of the doghouse from two thousand two. Yeah frenetic drums there's that word you said the secret word i did Uh, what did you win what prize did you win frenetic drums oh yeah good uh the drums in this song are yeah fantastic and just so active (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. 
and I would say that the drums in this and the next song, Mr. Chainsaw, are so active that when Take Lots with Alcohol comes on and there's basically like a drum yeah. riff, it feels like I love it, but it feels like a splash of cold water in your face because you're like, oh, <laughs> this is predictable now. What's happening here? Right. 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 He's like, listen, I gave it my all and the first two, I've got to tone it back. I just, I got to, listen, please let me just do it normal. Do it normal. I, so I love the the cymbal crashes in this song mm-hmm. are so like they punctuate the riffs, like the guitar riffs really well. Mm-hmm. I love it so much. Um, and my last aspect is just uh, graphic lyrics, uh, graphic, not necessarily like, Oh, that's graphic, but just like this depicts something very well. I, uh, the lyrics of this song, like they're v- very good. New Year's Eve was as boring as heaven. I watched Flies Fuck on Channel 11. There was no one to kiss. There was nothing to drink except some old rotten milk someone left in the sink. There's no, re- there's no ring. There's no ring on the phone anymore. There's no reason to call. I passed out on the floor. Uh, it's just like the... I don't know. It, it calls to mind a very specific image for me, and that's mm-hmm. what I want in the lyrics for this song. Uh, there's such noiry lyrics for such an unnoiry song. Yes, <laughs> yes, I love that. Mm-hmm. Also, my new favorite pop punk band, the Unnoiries. Uh, the Unnoiries. <laughs> Listen, we need to start a band, the three of us. Uh, <laughs> so let's review all of our aspects real quick. Okay. Uh, we've got energetic and positive sound with a bad time lyrically. Build up of instruments. Verses are lower range, chorus is higher range. Anti-war lyrics, organ, pre-coda, heavy guitar riffs, frenetic drums, and graphic lyrics. I'm just going to write down here, it needs a chorus, so I'll just remember yes. that. It is going to need a chorus, James. <laughs> Wait, can I Are you going to be okay? Was that uh, something that we'll we... Okay, you made that sound like we had to specifically request a chorus in order to get one in the song. Uh, that's not official, but it is uh, how my songwriting tends to go. Oh, when James do the lyrics. Gotcha. When yeah. James do the lyrics, I get you. Sometimes the chorus sort of feels like... What if it was different do a, time? Do a new verse. <laughs> and then repeat that one again. I'll tell you though, I think the, the the good thing is, I mean, I, I I don't know, perhaps like when you pick enough things, you can find ways to link things together, right? But I feel like the cool thing here is that like between the three of us, I feel like lyrically kind of thing, like we have stuff that really works together. Like the the anti-war stuff can be graphic and dark and stuff like that. And then mm-hmm. if you sing it over top of something that's, you know, bright and happy it still fits that tone yeah uh, and then you know just because something's positive doesn't mean that it can't have just a roar and riff absolutely I mean? right absolutely so and then yeah. it's i mean it sounds like a lot a lot of what we went for was very pop punk in this year which is which yeah. is good i feel like so the frenetic drums fits all that mm-hmm. yeah that's the thing this is i i would say pretty easily the year that we've had the most similar songs yeah yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, I I have done grouped them, as as you know, I'm want to do, James. I do, I do, into music aspects and lyric aspects. And lyrically, we've got graphic lyrics, 
that indicate a bad time and also anti-war. Right. Those control three. <laughs> yeah, control three. Maybe <laughs> maybe not. But um, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take uh the gr- the word graphic and mean it uh like illustrative. Um, yes, that's that's as what opposed I was to like kind of gory. Um, right. Which look we can do. But we don't need to every time is is my thing. Um, we could, but we don't need to. We can show restraint. Yes. Right. Okay. Perfect. Uh, musically, we've got heavy guitar riffs, frenetic drums, energetic positive sound, buildup of instruments, verses, lower range, chorus, higher range, organ, and a pre-coda. Mm-hmm. We don't really have anything in the other. The closest thing we have for other is verses or lower range, chorus, higher range. Right. Right. Uh, maybe maybe pre coda being sort of a structural thing, but like, yeah. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So we've got a lot to work with here. Yes, indeed. There was an intake of breath as if you had a thought there. But then you begin to look up and think more. So, uh, yeah, yes, um, yes. Okay. <laughs> so, don't really have to talk much about what the song is going to be about, right? Per se, because we already know it's going to be anti-war. So, with guitars and drums and an organ, yeah. What are our options? I mean, aside from anything, because we do what we want. What are our options in terms of genres that sort of jump out to us? Like, well, God, pop punk. Like I mean, a, I was gonna say, I honestly, I think that you can still have organ in like a pop punk. I mean, like honestly, you could do exactly what we mentioned about like you know, no effects doing one eighty degrees where they start ska and end up pop punk. Uh, mm-hmm. I think you kind of do it the opposite way for for your feel, but I mean like. You can still have organ during your sort of earlier bits. It like, for example, like to me, so the way that that would work is your organ is a lot more chord based during the yes. earlier section, and then when you hit the ska section, that's when you kind of get your bop 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 kind of sound, right? You know, um, yeah, your your bop bop sound. That's that's what mm. I was looking for. Mm. Um, a very common mm, nickname for grandparents, bop bop. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is my bop bop and my beep beep. Um, yeah, which uh, is fun. And uh, yeah, I mean, so I, I feel like that those two things work together. I feel like you know, again, considering there's two pop punk songs and a ska song, I feel like those. I feel like you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. In that regard, I and you could go for something entirely different, but like, I'm listening. Um, yeah, I I love. Pushing outside, like when we have songs that are similar, I love pushing outside of the genre that they that they could fall into already, right? Right. Uh, don't get me wrong, this absolutely lends itself to pop punk ska. Right. Um, and especially since we've got the songs starting off sounding one way and moving into another. Right. Yes. We could we could play around with a couple of different genres. Sure. And I think. Take Me Out was mentioned earlier Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in terms of having that kind of transition. And I feel like we could very easily do something where we start off in one genre, then 
like drop the instruments, have like a good vocal line, and then switch to the other genre, and that's where we have our buildup of instruments. That's where we get into mm. the like the, the kind of that middle part of Take Me Out, that er, early middle part of Take Me Out, right? Uh, that transitions bridges between the two. Mm-hmm. We could kind of have that build up be the bridge in this situation. Oh. Uh, yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. It's just a question of what two do we start with? Kind of the heavier guitar riffs. Do we build up to the heavier guitar riffs? Let me let me uh, float this your way. Float we, it my way. If we we all float things people's ways down here, um, <coughs> is this it? <sighs> um, so we could start with the heavy guitar and you know sort of intense, and then kind of subvert the lyrical content with the instrument and tempo where it's like fast, fast, fast. And then it almost hits like a bullet time sort of situation where it's like the consideration of the anti-war stuff, almost like um, you have sort of real time. And then all of a sudden the, the, the pre coda ends and it, it goes into sort of the main body of it, which is um, more, I guess slower paced, but sort of more bouncy a little bit. Does that make okay. sense? Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like that. I think this is one of those ones where we don't really need to define genres. Mm-hmm. Right. It's it's just kind of whatever sound we want to give it. Yeah, I agree. And not to, to limit ourselves with, well, we have to stay within, you know. Right. I mean, because even that, right, I feel like, to, I mean, Alkaline Trio is a pop punk band, but like to me, Private Eye isn't exactly pop punk. I don't know how mm. it's just, like mm-hmm. it is. It is far like harder of a sound yeah. than your. I mean, like intrinsically, like if the bands are the same genre, but you put Into Deep next to Private Eye, just as the original songs are, you would be like, what the hell? Like if, if you were like, here's an all like all pop punk and you'd be like what you'd get whiplash mm-hmm. it'll be yeah. a drastic change so i feel like even then like genre doesn't always actually specify or the way that people see genre i think maybe is the way of saying that or just des- right. describe yeah, genre. Fair. doesn't always actually fit the real narrative of the story right yeah i like that so i guess uh if we're going with anti-war lyrics yeah my question would be are we pulling in a specific war that we're going to be like specifically against? Or are we talking war in general that like, I mean, obviously the whole thing is going to be against war in general. Right. But are we using in general? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Are, like, are we using examples? Are we using a specific war as our pain point? I think that the Ukraine stuff would be, where we would go if we were being like, like today. if our expanded was making in our one is glory today, it would be about Ukraine. Right. Yeah. I can do research about it 
if we want to go yeah. that way. That would be my answer, but I would also be okay if we, I don't know, specificity sort of feels warranted a little bit here. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, I, I, I don't know how, I mean, I, I think with you two, this won't be unpopular. I think that maybe other people could find this unpopular. Mm. I wouldn't be opposed to it being about the war that we then got ourselves into for about 20 years post 9-11 because one of the big issues that you know happened i think here was that then there i feel like nationalism really Mm. skyrocketed after for after that moment i mean like you know the the way that we did not used to like have to televise and actually like pay that much attention to um the national anthem before sporting events in fact a lot of sporting events didn't even have it before it and then now it's like it's for sure it's like televised every time and all this other stuff and you know there's all this like you know i'm proud to be an american right like you know Mm -hmm. all of that stuff like we went so like the pendulum swang swang the pendulum swang swang. yeah i was like i was like that's not right uh if it don't got that swang the pendulum (laughs) went the other direction (laughs) Uh uh so drastically that i actually feel like it completely took the pendulum off the axle and just like lodged it in a very slightly toxic mentality. Um, Mm. And there was a lot of music that was sort of pro that bad mentality, in my opinion, while having the idea of this is good. Right. Yeah. So I kind of wouldn't be opposed to saying, Hey, it's 2001. And I don't agree with, you know, this, like, you know, this thing that we're about to go. Yeah. This, yeah. Bullshit. Uh, because like, yeah, sure. It was a terrible, terrible act that was done, but like, I don't think that gives anybody the right to just be like, Hmm, what if your whole shit was just fucked, uh, because of that, you know, uh, I feel like that's a little, again, swinging the other direction far too hard. I mean, we could do kind of a, we could do war on terror, war on drugs, like war on poverty, sort of wars mm-hmm. on intangible objects or ideas. War on Christmas. Mm-hmm. Well, no, no, that, that's that's not no. the war that we're getting into because then that would actually benefit the other people. So yeah, I just was, oh, I know, mean, talking about no, intangible. listen, listen, it wouldn't if if it's me. War on Christmas is the same as war on drugs. Like it's a it's a if, thing that people anti- that some well, people yeah. take too seriously. That is about a thing that isn't just one head, thing. I think in my head it created a double negative, but it doesn't actually. Because I was thinking if you're anti-war on Christmas, that would be... But then, actually, if you're anti-war on Christmas, you're saying that there is... Okay, if you have I an just, opinion at all on war on Christmas, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was... I, I don't know. It's... Because it's such a wild concept to me. And I'm not pro or concept. against. I'm uh, a- atheist war on Christmas. Like, doesn't exist. I, I just... I show up and see my family on the day. I don't need any other reason to like, you know, just be like, what a great time to see family and yeah. be nice and happy. Um, so, I mean, like a war on an idea, a war on like specific, like wars about one thing that are actually wars, like war on poverty being like a war on the homeless or war on drugs being like a war on black people or war on terrorism being like a war on black and brown people. Right. Like if a war is about an intangible thing, it's actually about a tangible thing, but that's a secret. 
Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wars aren't about intangible things. You know, some of them are wars on, you know, for oil, like, and uh, we don't want to say that, but everyone kind of knows that that's what's up. Um, right. But it's really a war on the concept of terror, which like. Right. Well, the Civil right. War was about states' rights. States' rights to what? And they're like, uh, uh. Anyway. I mean, yeah, yeah. John Carpenter uh, was still alive for a long time after 2001. So, like, what are we doing to fight the war on terror if we kept him alive? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> because oh, he was, boy. he made scary movies. Oh, you know boy. what I mean? Like terror. Like, oh boy, war on James's journal, which would be mm. a war on terror. Oh well. Oh, because terror. It was just wordplay with terror and terror. And I, that yet, was not an actual suggestion. You know, please, you know, I'm not going to go to war against one single person. Why are you a coward? <laughs> yes. No. Oh, uh, fair enough. Fair enough. Um. So, like, yeah, I mean, that's that's a way to go that do, that is more about sort of the concept of war rather than right figuring out the war in the Ukraine. You know, with or against or upon or within mm-hmm. the Ukraine. When the prepositions get hard, uh, it makes me feel like I know that I'm really uh, not sure informed enough about it. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> I really like this idea. Uh, I, I'm I'm a big fan of getting into the the anti-war of the the war on terror and yeah uh, yeah kind of. Moxie Fruvis Gulf War song style, like that. Nah, this ain't cool. Um, all right, so I think we've got a lot of good stuff to work on here. Absolutely, absolutely. I um, think this is going to be one uh, that Colin, we we would like to keep you abreast or a thigh, uh, depending on which one you prefer. No, we we want to keep you looped into the creation of this song and use mm. you and have uh you continue to be part of the making of the song even after we stop recording this for sure yeah i would Anything actually you like say to... now is gonna seem snarky yeah i would like to <laughs> once we log out and never speak to either of you no i'm just kidding perfect perfect oh so it'll be like a fleetwood mac production <laughs> <laughs> got him no got of em. course i'll of course fleetwood. i'll be around and, and help out I, so, I mean you can't see it on cam but literally to my left like four or five feet away from me are two basses and a guitar and then a keyboard beautiful excellent you might not be able to hear this but that's me hitting the the keys on my keyboard that's me hitting keys. i can't i can't hear it i can't and? see it but i can feel it in my yeah. heart i was going i sometimes i want to say this but it feels a little bit like i feel better saying it this time than many times which is i think i'm going to wait to get some instrumentals to write yes. upon uh than um, otherwise, other way around. I think that's reasonable. I can put down some kind of uh, general instrumentals that we can then kind of play around with, that, that Colin and I can play around with to get some good stuff on top of. You're going to get sure. the instrumentals so that you can pick it up what we're putting Ooh. down. Mm. Explain what you mean mm. in a little bit more uh, words. I mean, that's a super simple concept. You know, mm-hmm. the, the phrase, I pick up what you're putting down. I don't understand what you're trying to explain to me. 
Okay, well then that's weird because you're genuinely a very smart guy, and I feel like it's weird that suddenly you don't understand how wordplay works. I don't. You pick it up as a common phrase in ska music. Anyway, thank you like for joining to, us here on. I feel like you're trying Genders? to no, deliver information to me, and I'm not receiving it in a way that, um, like, if you were to play something on the floor and I were to later retrieve it. I'm not doing that, and I just feel like there's something. So, Colin, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Yeah, I'd like to plug everything that I work on other than the show that I work on with James at this point. <laughs> um, no, I'm kidding. Uh, so, by the time That's you're getting less this, and less, baby, I'm taking over <laughs> your life. Yeah, for sure. Uh, no, actually, by the time this comes out, uh, for sure, the next episode of Mid Takes will finally have dropped because I've been editing it, editing it a little bit each day for the last few days here. Um, so Mythix will start to begin its process of ending its first season, which is wild. I mean, it took us forever and there was a bunch of time constraints and all that other stuff, but I love that. That's a actual play podcast here on the scavengers network, uh, that is, uh, DM'd by, well, season one is DM'd by me, uh, doing monster of the week with a bunch of my friends, uh, that are our friends as well. Sorry. I realized that may have seemed like they weren't your friends at all. Uh, that was a bad implication. I'm sorry. Uh, and if you want a specific episode to check out for that one, I would recommend one of the holiday specials that includes, uh, one Daniel Spencer and one James Anderson. Oh yeah. Right. Uh, cause that is a, a thing that has happened. Uh, mm -hmm. and then also, uh, by now we also have some YouTube stuff dropping now on the scavengers network that some of it I have a hand in some of it I do not, but I still want to always plug that channel because it's been a while that it's been slightly dormant and we're starting to really kind of kick it back up. Uh, because, mm -hmm. check this out, next year, 2023, uh, marks year number five as the Scavengers Network, at least as the entity that it is now, like it's full thing being a business and stuff like that. So that's a big, that's a big uh, mile marker. That's I feel a big like. deal. That's sure. a big deal. Yeah. So, you know, we're uh, kind of trying to do up some extra stuff there. So uh, there's going to be YouTube things uh, streaming on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Scavengers Network. And final thing to plug is Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever, which is a podcast in which me and my friend James or our, our friend James uh, do He's a podcast no that <laughs> very good. Uh, that's very sad. We should uh, talk about that afterwards. Um, but uh, it's where we assemble the MCU timeline uh, scene by scene or day by day until the end of time. Uh, and finally, uh, do I get to say like my personal handle or is that yeah, also like, okay, sure. And then if you want to follow me and hear me talk more about pop punk or about video games or your spiders, mans, uh, and things like that, you know, you can follow me at Colin M. Parker. Wunderbar. Wunderbar. James. Yeah. Where can people find you? People can find me on Twitter at unabashed James. Um, you can find me in the grocery store uh, sometimes, trying to get uh, all my groceries before uh, it is time for the grocery store to close, but not be checked out by that one cashier that I just don't, I just don't like. And uh, that's oh, the two God. places. That's the two places. Mostly the first Fair. one, though. Most of the first one. Unabashed at Unabashed James. Daniel, where can people find you? Uh, yeah, pe people can find me at Dantendo sixty four basically anywhere. Mostly on Twitter, so come find me there. I'm on Instagram when I remember that it exists, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's where those are the spots I'm most active. I would say. You're oh, and on the, uh, on the TikToks, I do the ticking and the talking. I do mm -hmm. as well. I'm also at Colin and Parker. There. I'm are more you of a you're ticker <laughs> than a talker for me? 
Nintendo 64 there as well? All of a sudden, I can't remember. I am Nintendo 64 cool. there as well, yes. Cool. There was it's someone Twitch who once commented... Not, right? uh, that is correct. I am Nintendo Switch on Twitch. Um, there was someone who commented on a video once of mine uh, that said uh, they, they were Nintendan64, mm. and they were like, your username is disturbing. That's... And I'm like, yeah, well, now we have to fight for it. It's like your phone number neighbors, kiss. but it's username. Oh. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, that's um, I think that's what I've got. You can always follow the show at Frank's Jukebox on Twitter. And uh, we are, of course, a proud member of the Scavengers Network, a fantastic indie network of amazing shows and content. So go show, the, go show them some love. Follow them. Uh, you can find Scavnet at Eat My Farts on Twitter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, uh, and on on TikTok at um, at Tom Cardi, that's that's Scavnet right there. <laughs> it's not. Hey, but folks, yes. I just want to say because I feel like you're about to say the final line. I just want to say thank you for fulfilling your contractual obligation of having the Pod Boss on your show, uh, so that your show can continue, um, so we don't cancel or whatever. So thanks mm-hmm. for that. Oh, actually, I realized you probably should cut that just so people don't know that that's how that. How the network actually runs and works. Yeah, we're going to leave it in. Actually, oh, I oh, no, make sure oh, everyone no. knows you're a tyrant. Oh no, legally people can't find out about this. Oh no, <laughs> uh, it's fine. Legally, that was. But a I think, um, I think that's it. James, am I missing anything? I think not. I think that you've covered absolutely every base, except for one. amazing, except for one, and that one is. See you last year. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.